Hello, everyone. It's Jay. And today, thanks once again to the University of North Carolina and, of course, Trekkle. We have the honor of being joined by Seagal Sabari. We have a fantastic conversation with her. She is amazing and, like her work, manages to be both very real and very ethereal. You're going to love this one. Uh, as always, Trekkle is shipping now, now, now. Uh, all of your painting needs, brushes, paints, little shapes to paint on, everything. They have it, and you can tell them Jay sent you in the comments. Thanks a lot, and enjoy this fantastic episode. So yeah, thanks for coming on. So cool. So are you are you in Jerusalem right now? No, uh, oh. I I live in Rishon Etzion, which is a city uh, somewhere between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Mm. Um, it's quite close to the airport, to Ben Gurion Airport. Ah. Mm -hmm. So it's a um, it's a very handy place, city, very very convenient to live. Uh, quiet, very, uh, in terms of cities, big cities in Israel. So Rishon is a very normal one, you know, quiet one. And that's what I need. So, but I teach in Jerusalem. So you go, so, you have to sort of commute into Jerusalem to teach? Yes, two days a week, Sunday, Monday. It's my teaching days in Jerusalem. And it's a, uh, um, one day is the Israel Museum, and then I share one course in the Haredioth, which is a very uh, orthodox uh, women uh, in a special Bezalel uh, department for their uh, studies, their mm. community. It's very interesting uh, experience to have, to see how much they have passion uh, mm. for art and for themselves, because mostly they are just uh, raise children, so the life is very different. Huh. Yeah. And then Monday I teach in a Kubia, which was, uh, I moved there when the JSS was closed because I was teaching uh, years ago in the, at the JSS. For COVID it was closed? What? Sorry? Closed for COVID? Because of... No, oh. much earlier when Israel, when Israel Hirschberg decided to just... Oh. Close. <laughs> yes. Close the door. <laughs> Close the door, yes. <laughs> yes. When you're teaching at those different places, and like you were saying with the, you know, do you have to adjust your way of teaching uh, for the different sort of uh, angles that people might want or stuff that they would want from you? Well, uh, I think it's... Um... The more experience I have during the years in teaching, I find that uh, each one, each person, no matter from what background he comes or what, no matter uh, from uh, uh, why, why somebody feels that he needs to paint or draw, 
so I feel like it's uh, um, every time it's it's like a, a new experience. It's like mm-hmm. the first time, so I can't make it like something in general. Uh, but I think also it's a question of uh, uh, the more experience I have for myself from my my practicing here in the studio at home. So uh, I find teaching has um, wider perspective. I don't know how to say, but uh, um, I find that I can see much beyond just the practicing of drawing or painting or um, what's what very formal. So um, I think I teach very different this years now, the recent years that I was teaching years before. Oh, wow. And is it something that um, when you were thinking about your own career or just being an artist that you wanted to put teaching in there too? Or is it something that just kind of came almost by accident to teach? Uh, I think uh, most of the life is an accident. <laughs> um, I think the first experience I had teaching was uh, was when I was teaching flute. I'm a flute player in my oh, history. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, uh, in fact, I think my education for painting came mostly from my experience to play in orchestra. So you were a flute player before you were an artist or the two things happened simultaneously? Yes, they happened together till I, uh, um, from when I was 16 years old. Then when I gave birth to my second daughter, which was 33 years old, I said, okay, well, this is a time to decide. I can't do both. Wow. Oh, wow. And, it, and um, I, I had a very good place teaching uh, flute in my city, in Rishon. And then I had to say, well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to give up. I'm going to quit. And then they said, well, you are crazy because for what you are going to, you know, to leave this uh, career for painting, and then I said, well, this is my, uh, uh, my commitment. So, oh, wow. uh, so then, then I think two years, I didn't teach at all. And then it came like an accident. Somebody, one of my um, uh, teachers from uh, the Avni Institute, he asked me, well, well, come to teach in, in uh, his place in Petah Tikva. Um, and then I said, uh, well, I don't, I don't feel I'm ready yet. I didn't want to teach so much because teaching is really um, to dedicate. That's how I see. I feel like two days a week, I dedicate myself for, for, for the others. It's very important. I do it with love very much, but it's like take energy. I, I'm sure you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so then he said, well, come. And then how it started by accident. And from that on, it just grew and grew. And then Israel Hirschberg one day, you know, he's my teacher. And then my, one day he just phoned me after he saw uh, my um, uh, horse's drawings, the drawing. I just came to show him because I was not studying anymore for many years. And from time to time, I phoned uh, Israel. I said, well, I come to Jerusalem. I'm going to show you my paintings, drawings. And then the day after he saw my drawings, he just uh, called and he said, well, come to teach at the GSS. And then it was like, wow. <laughs> that must have felt good. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so when and has, has teaching changed the way that you approach? Uh, is it are you teaching both drawing and painting? Yes, and also collage. Mm-hmm. Uh, by by the time that uh, Ken Culey was here in Jerusalem many years ago, so I got some um, uh, very deep insight about collage, the way Ken, Ken does collage. Um, um, my insight was that uh, it uh, gave me a very different aspect of painting, uh, which I... I think in a way, I, I think in part of my paintings, you know, in, in some of the process, I think in collage terms, even I don't do it, you know, I don't cut the papers, but I teach this year, uh, it's the second year, I teach collage in the Israel Museum in the galleries. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, from, from the um, uh, original paintings, from the master. So, so also I teach collage, yes. What drew you into collage? Was that something you've always done or? No, I've never. (laughs) So what what, what led you to that? Ah, well, you know Ken Culey? I'm I'm, going to look because I I know the name and I'm trying to figure out. Hold on, let me (laughs) see that. So one year, one year he came here to Israel to to be in the marathon we had. And... um, I think it came the year that Stuart Chills came also. Okay. You know Stuart? Yes, I do. Yeah. And Ken Culey, uh, he was... Oh, a, yes. I know Ken Culey's work. Yes, 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 yes. Now I'm seeing it. Uh, it was very interesting also the way he was oh, an yeah. auto, autodidact because he never studied art. And uh, he had this job to be a, guy, a night guard in the Metropolitan. Museum. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then he was sitting just in front of the paintings in the museum. And then how we started to make collage. That's so cool. How did you um, end up uh, meeting Israel and studying with Israel? Because at this point, were you mostly dedicating your time to the, playing the flute? Yes. So it was, I am. It was when I, I started the painting also by an accident when I was 16 years old, because uh, first I was playing piano and the flute, and then to go to some high school, which is not just the history and the mathematics and all this, I moved to uh, some school which has some uh, art classes mm-hmm. just to uh, enhance my um, culture uh, experience. And then was an art class. And then from the first moment I was uh, holding a pencil, uh, I felt like, well, this is my place. So, but uh, my uh, education I got at home that you never quit. So if you want to add something, you have to go on with your uh, previous things that you did. So I was playing and painting. And then I had to, uh, I went to the military service. That's what we have Mm -hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I finished, uh, it was I was 20. I heard that there is only one school in Israel which uh, um, show the very traditional uh, painting from observation. Somehow, you know, it was years that uh, we didn't have uh, cell phones, computers, nothing. Uh, somehow I heard that there is somebody who came here and uh, he has this uh, skill. 
So I just uh, got there. It was the Avni Institute mm-hmm. uh, in Tel Aviv. And um, um, after two years or three years I was there, uh, the Institute was closed by some, for some problems with the um, municipality. And then we asked uh, Israel Hirschberg to uh, teach us another year privately because we just wanted him. Yeah. So, yeah. so we paid him all the class and, uh, and then we have another year. So um, Israel was very young those years. So he was just a new Oleh uh, new immigrant here. And um, well, when I see him today or the last uh, recent years, it's a very different person. Oh, really? So you've seen him evolve or change over the years from yes. when you first knew him to who he is now and living living in Israel and maybe how that affected his own meant you know uh philosophies and his work um maybe in a way but mostly i think because um he realized very much that he has something from the tradition from uh, leonard anderson from edwin dickinson that we don't have here and uh, many many good uh, israelis uh, artists now painters um, we really owe him that what we yeah. have. Yes. And was what he was teaching to really have its roots in drawing? Uh, first, the drawing, the everything based on the geometry, um, yeah. you know, with the charcoal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then all the idea of um, um, Charles Hawthorne about the method, about painting, about the relationship between the shapes and the forms and the colors and, and the very, very basic uh, palette paint, uh, which I paint, I, I use the same one today. I had some uh, changes during the years, uh, but this is the way also I teach because I believe this is a, this is a very strong essence in uh, how to see, how to, yeah, how to observe. Is that direct painting or are you doing, are you, do you draw first and then, you know, with, with something like charcoal and then paint on top? Well, you ask me. (laughs) So uh, during the years, I find that uh, I need a lot of um, tension, uh, which uh, the tension is uh, uh, not to know. Like when I know, then I lose something. Mm. Ah, So, I make my own uh, school, which uh, then I, I don't I don't draw too much before, but I draw all the the process of the painting. Uh, so and uh, I never feel like uh, um, I'm doing uh, I'm going back if I redraw in a way. Quite the opposite. I feel like uh, wow, this is a chance to adjust to to know more. So uh, it's kind of. Um, um, two forces working on me. One is to move on, and then one is like I don't want to know too, too much. Mm. Well, it seems like when I've when I was looking at your work, and your work is very beautiful. I like I love your work, and um, like for example, I know it seems like recently you're doing a lot more still life. Um, you know, what would be flowers and 
and and objects like fruit and interiors um but they feel like they're organic and they're kind of growing is it what you just said kind of the result of that because it does feel like they're moving and they're you're leaving some marks you're leaving many marks there and then focusing on some areas and leaving other ones to but it feels like it's kind of alive is that something that is is happens to be just the result of the process or is that something you're searching for? Uh, Well, you said at the start and I was like, um, uh, you're doing uh, still life. You don't like Mm -hmm. the term still life. Yeah. So I did read that. You don't like the term still life, right? I don't feel like I have this term. Okay. Can you explain? Explain. I I think the French, Uh the French has the, um, the, the, the best, um, explanation for this term, which is natural mode. Yeah. Like yeah. it's dead. It's dead, dead life. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, there is nothing dead, even it's, uh, it's the end of something or even it can't be changed. There is always some change. Even I take some uh, plastic, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be a plant or some or flower, but even I take something like what you paint. So, um, and that it's a very different uh, aspect. You come from a very different aspect. I feel like it's it can't be dead. It, so, um, in Hebrew, we say like um, um, nature alive, while mm-hmm. against still life. So I say so, and also there is something in the still life which. Um, I feel like it's too much um, composed. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm more, um, I'm much more close to the way Avigdo Arika was painting still life because it's kind of a, a moment of life. It was there. Maybe he put, you know, the, the vegetables or the umbrella in the corner or the books on the shelf. It, it was something that he was thinking, is it good enough for painting or not? But it's not like a composed too much like a theater. And for me, it doesn't work. Yeah. Now, another aspect, which is the plants uh, and uh, the way I grow my, my plants here, the trees, the, the, the eggplants, everything, it's kind of... Uh, uh, ongoing uh, miracle. There, there is n- nothing which repeats itself in the way uh, it's expressed and also in the way of the forms. Even I know that from this seed I put uh, the eggplant will be purple and has this shape at the end. It's never, never the same. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it's a lot for me. I don't think I don't think well I will leave the, the marks or there, there is nothing which I think it's in the way in the process I'm working it just happens. Yeah, I you know, you're uh, looking at your botanical uh, drawings and the the pastels that you're introducing into those, and I love the way that they kind of there's sort of. Um, I, I feel like in those drawings, you kind of take advantage of a feature of drawing that I, I think is interesting to talk about, which is the like 
finish versus unfinish and, and drawings, I think, give you license to kind of let certain areas go and focus on other areas. And in a way, as an observer, we're able to follow your interest and your focus in like, you know, one leaf versus another leaf or, you know, as the plant is changing, the drawing is able to change, but leave a little bit of a remnant of, of what it once was. I love that quality in, in your drawings. Is that like a conscious choice that you're, that you're working with in, in your drawings? Uh, maybe in a way, when I have more uh, perspective to see what happened, then it is, but uh, it's, there is always moment that it's kind of moving from my observation, which is uh, very much about uh, passion. That's it. It's just passion. And then it moves to the need of the drawing, of the painting, of mm. you know what I'm doing, because there is something which grow on the paper. And then I have some commitment for this, not to have um, too much things or information, just a, a very nice harmony or something that, and then the, the drawing or the painting, they say to me enough, like it's changed the, the direction. Mm -hmm. So it's intuitive, like when you're adding, let's say you've got the whole, uh, like a, a plant drawn and you're just, uh, like a sunflower and you're just adding a little bit of pastel, I think it's pastel color yes. on the flower. That's purely just intuition that you feel like it needs a little color or the, the flower is calling for that. Yes. It's, it's uh, always about intuition. And then the intuition comes from a moment that I need, I know that now I have to be the listener Mm. And not the one who paint the listener for for my piece, you know, for my paper. Mm -hmm. Do you ever argue? Well, do you ever argue with the paper? Are you ever back and forth? Didn't you see? <laughs> well, all the time. Yes, that's good. That's how you have to, a, a dialogue or a discussion. I don't know if this is the right move. The paper's telling you, I think this is the right move. I don't know <laughs> if it's the right move. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there a way, I think this is very inspiring, the way sort of your philosophy on how to approach a drawing or your work. Is there a way to, so if somebody were to, let me, let, before I ask that, if somebody came up to you and said, are you a realist? Is that something you would say, that's a that's a word that I have a diff, maybe a different definition for. Uh, yeah, it is a problem for me. This, this definition, this uh, title. Mm -hmm. uh, also here in the country, so the um, uh, all the group of painters, my colleagues, which call like uh, uh, realistic painters. So I think we are more feel, we feel much more comfortable now with the term, the title, uh, figurative painters. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I feel like uh, sometime realism come in my paintings at the end because uh, a very, very strong focus, which I need, I need in the painting. Like there is something which I want to give a very, um, and a strong energy 
uh, and it's energy. It's not the thing itself. It's not about uh, is it realistic or not. It's 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 more. It's beyond. It's an energy of something which also can be just a very uh, strong uh, uh, paint stroke, and you know. But it has energy, and then it gives some uh, realistic um, impression. I know. Uh, but it's it's not something that I um, um how do I say lead to you know? yeah 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 no I I <clears throat> I, under, I understand because uh, I know with with my own work people are like oh you're a very tight painter and I was like no and they're like what do you mean and I'm like <laughs> it's not my purpose. My purpose yes. isn't to do something very finished. It happens to be a result of a journey. And sometimes when I start off loose, I end up focusing and focusing and where does this thing go? And sometimes the result happens like to be- sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sometimes. You can't help you. It's your nature. Well, that, that's the thing is people who know me, they know that I'm not, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to like look for something. And sometimes the result, the result happens to be that it sometimes is finished because it's the result of my searching. Um, so when I started reading a little bit on your work and you, and I read a little bit of that, I felt like there was there was this like um, I understood. I, I felt like I understood you. I mean, I was like, oh, I'm just connecting with what what I'm reading because even though it's it's the same. It's a little different, but it's the same. It's just searching. And um, I felt that when I was looking at some of your paintings, it's that searching. That's why I brought up when I was looking at some of your drawings that it seems like they were alive, that you were looking, that it was growing. And then you mentioned that you were actually putting a seed in and then the plant, it's still alive. You're not cutting it off. Yes. You know, you're not cutting the flower off. You're painting the flower that's not dying. Oh yes, of course. Even when it's dying, you know, or at the end of an apple or at the end of an mm -hmm. eggplant or whatever it is, then it's also a start of a life, maybe next year. Yeah. Or maybe in a different part of the branch, maybe, but mm -hmm. it's, there is always, um, um, it's, a, it's a cycle of life. Is there a way, uh, I know that sometimes this gets hard for us, but how would you explain your drawing process? Like, how do you go about, I'm going to do a new drawing. This is how I set it up. This is how I approach it. You know, do you start loosely? Do you start kind of measuring right away? Or do you just start making marks? Uh, first, I have to feel like I want to start a new painting. <laughs> now, that's a really hard time. Sometimes that's really hard. A whole episode. Do you spend yeah. a lot of time waiting for that, or do you just do you? Well, you first, I feel I, I feel now very excited because this is was the first word that Jay said something and I didn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're better off when Jay says less, but <laughs> when he does well, say something, sometimes I, it's I great. I used to say so much more, but they got better at talking, so I say less now. <laughs> uh, sometimes it takes um long, long time that I feel like I'm 
I'm very close to know that I start a new drawing and I never relate to my drawing as drawings. For me, they are paintings, but they are on paper. There are some, most of the time there are pencils, graphite pencils, and some of them charcoal, you know, where I mix or the pastels. But uh, for me, it's a painting. The medium doesn't change the world. Um, but there are some, um, I would say, aspect of drawing, which I know I just have to practice myself, like the horses. Or now, very recent, uh, I did uh, the very small, tiny drawings of my new tree. Uh, I don't know how you call it, a citrus? Yes, you know yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it's, uh, I'm very curious about this tree because it's, uh, and I have uh, this uh, finger, um, Buddha fingers, you know, this is, this is now the, um, the kind. Yeah, the fruit, the weird, the, the fruit. That, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. this fruit. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about uh, this uh, phenomenon because it's something uh, not right about nature. But uh, so this is, this is, I made myself like a practice, you know, okay. It's like I'm doing my walking, my running. I have to do uh, every day one or every two days or every three days. So it's uh, also, it's a very um, um, large, wide thing about drawing. But when I'm ready to, for an, a new drawing, like a long drawing, which I also, I always know, okay, I uh, choose a paper and I know what I need from the paper. So then um there was something I was, uh, um, I got a, a gift from uh, Antonio Lopez Garcia. And then... Nice gift. It's, it's, a, it's a very nice gift. And it was, it was something that I felt, but I didn't know. First, I, I couldn't believe that I, I feel right. You know, I was never uh, thinking that uh, uh, I have the confidence uh, um, but then when he said, when he explained, uh, 2019, I really got a gift. And my daughter, she signed me for the workshop in Madrid. Oh, for wow. Five, yes, uh, for five days. It was something uh, I couldn't sleep most of the days. <laughs> um, although I didn't paint so much there, we all, uh, the the... Um, the Chinese people, uh, most of the group was, were Chinese mm -hmm. and then some other internationals. Uh, but he, we, we were talked, we talked a lot with him and he asked a lot of questions. Uh, for me, it was a special questions that uh, I'm from Israel and uh, about uh, Judaism. We talked some uh, and also about the way I worked. He was very much impressed and ask me questions uh, about the drawings. But then he said, one day he said something about, uh, um, he was asked a lot about technique. And then he said, he doesn't have any technique. He just works until he gets what he wants. Mm -hmm. And then he explained something about the, this uh, painting, uh, the first Grand Via. Mm -hmm. You know, I that he that was- painting. Sure, absolutely. Course, yeah. Yeah. So the first one, he was standing in the street, you know, there for many mornings. And then uh, he worked the way he works. And then was some woman, she came 
And then she said, well, Antonio, say, tell me, don't you see that there are here some balconies? Why you always go and paint there at the end of the street, the balconies? Because there is, the canvas is still big and then you don't do here anything. And then he said, uh, he took her uh, uh, comment and then he understood that each painting has heart. The painter uh, just have to discover where the heart is. Mm. And, and when you ask me about where I start my drawings, so uh, um, for my intuition, it's always come in a way that it's, I'm, I'm just attracted to the heart. And then all the rest coming or all the rest changing because when it's about plants, so I can never know what will be in a few days or something. But um, um, I feel comfortable that I, would, I will change. So I think mostly, so uh, again, it's not about uh, being uh, uh, organized too much. Well, of course I measure because if I wouldn't measure, it will not at the end come to be something uh, which has form and uh, um, has what it's need about painting. But it's not, it's not like organized, okay, first I have to measure. So it has to yeah. come from energy at the end or at the start. Very good. Um, some of your work too, um, and tell me, if, again, I'm interpreting it. Um, there's some of them that almost had this feeling of um, like it was a uterus. Like it was like this, because I was going through your website, uh, you know, where life comes from in a female, like a baby. And it's something, and I was wondering, am I reading into it? Is it a coincidence or is that, was that on purpose? Because you mentioned, you know, when you were having children yourself, was that something that influenced your art? Obviously those big moments in your life, like having children. It's it's the moment of my life uh, every, every second, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I can make uh, any uh, a separation from from the fact that I'm a mother and a grandmother and um, a painter. So I think it's 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 a one and a woman, of course. Mm -hmm. But it's not about holding a, you know a flag. I'm a woman. No, I don't think I don't need to do it. That's what I am. Like you don't have to hold a flag that yeah. you are a man. Yeah. That's what you are. But and in the same way, it's just something very natural. I feel like, okay, well, being a mother, a motherhood, it's a, something that I feel like I'm, I'm, it's me. And uh, also, I, I, of course, I can see it in the nature, in, in, in the plants. I see it very much. Um, and it just, um, um, my very natural thought. Because when I was looking at your, the citrus drawings and the Buddha drawings, like you always, you would have one that would be like a new one. It was almost like it was birth, like it was having new life. It was birthing a new yeah. life. And it seems like that was some of the focus. Um, and I thought it was very, very beautiful. That idea of like, like you were saying that renewal, that like cycle of life. What? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Something just fell in the back of my saw. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, everything is fine. Um so I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got interrupted. But yeah, I felt that there is there is this feeling of kind of a renewal, 
a renewal in a lot of your work? Um, I think uh, in general in life, it's um, it's something that uh, give you um, a very deep impression and um, um, experience in in you know what is life about mm. that I build this expectation when I see you know some uh, a new flower on my tree and um, I, I'm not sure it will survive sometimes it just falls sometimes it's getting to be a fruit then this uh, expectation it's a kind of uh, life itself and I feel like uh, uh, to be a witness by my pencil, by my brush, for for this part of life, it's it's the essence of life, hmm. and, and it's like to to raise a baby. It's the same. Yeah. You I paint wanted... your your children again. You paint your children. Uh, I I painted and drew my daughters, and now my also my uh, granddaughter, one of them. Uh, um, most of the time it was very, very short because they didn't have a patient to sit for me <laughs> or when, <laughs> when they were sleeping. Yes. Yes. Also there I have, I have in my bedroom, I have just four drawings on my walls. I will send you images of this. I have yeah. it scanned very well. Uh, it's not on my website. Uh, it's uh, one of them. It's when I was feeding my baby. So I was drawing on my left hand and then feeding yeah. on the right. So you sat up in front of a mirror and, and you got Oh, no. Here. No, from here. Oh, from looking down. Looking oh, down. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yes. Do you, uh, you always work from life, right? You don't work from photographs or anything, yeah? Yes. I can't. How come? What do you say? What Why? do you mean? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Wow. We got to set it. We got to, we got to set it up. <laughs> I mean, we both also only work from life, but yes, I think it's an important, I think it's a, it's a, but it's, it's an important question, question to answer yeah. because a lot of people, if people are painting representationally, uh, a lot of people will work from photographs and also a lot of people will argue that there's zero difference between working from life and working from photographs. So I'm curious where, what you think about working from life and, and what your motivation is. Um, I would start from the, the what is photograph for me. Mm -hmm. um, and everything I say, it's, it's about the way I feel and I experience it. I, I, I know others, they do, and it's fine for them. Yeah. Um, but for me, it doesn't work because photograph is, is something which has a very, um, um, very short moment of information. Mm-hmm. And observation, it's quite the opposite. It's long, long, long times uh, of change, um, situations, positions, uh, nature, I don't know what. Uh, and then in, in this uh, process, uh, many, many things change. Well, one thing is the nature change, the light change. I'm changing. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, all of this, um, um, all of this 
very, I would say, um, multi-changes. I think for me, that's the way painting uh, comes from. Like, um, it should hold this tension of the change because if it's about just information, so I don't feel like I have any passion to do it. Mm -hmm. And for me, there is also something very flat in photograph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the for me a lot of times, and I and I agree. If you know whoever, whatever style people want to work in or means, I'm I'm all for it. But uh, it was the flatness that always kind of I didn't love about photographs is that I didn't feel like there was this um, volume, you know, atmosphere in there. And do you feel I, like there's a sculptural element to your drawings as opposed yeah. to the flatness? I hope. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to mention another thing about the observation. Like uh, I'm, we are all now looking at the screen, which uh, we are for here. And uh, from the oh, way yeah. you move. <laughs> <laughs> the way uh, we are moving or moving our heads or something. So uh, each one of us has a different way of looking on, uh, on, on all the others. And the, the way the eye works is the same. Like when I look at something, then there is something which capture my eye. And then tomorrow or in 15 minutes, it can change. And this is, I think this is a good thing about, it's like the eye is very selective. And this, uh, this uh, aspect is involve also uh, emotion thing because I, I, I can I can uh, look now at Tony or uh, Jay or uh, at you, Ted. There, for some reason, that you do something very small which attract me in a way I look at you, and then I think this is a good um, reason for a painting. And photograph, it just it doesn't yeah. change. Yeah. Do you approach your selection of color and how you look at color? in a similar way to maybe how you would do your drawings, your line drawings, even though I know, understand when, when you cut, when we all color, we're drawing at the same time, we're still drawing, even though we're putting down big color, but it, you know, there's some very, it, with some of your color, it seems like you're almost like, um, like the, the light itself is almost part of the sub, like is the subject at times, like the colors very could be, very strong or just harmonious with the, um, with the object. How do you approach color? Um, well, first you asked before about the sculpture. So I say now um, I would answer about that because I'm a painter, uh, of course I need the light. Mm -hmm. Light is uh, the source of the painting uh, to respond in a way uh, sculpture because I don't have any other way to do it. Um, and I feel that uh, uh, light is kind of uh, um, the most uh, important source of a painting. And um, you, you talk about my paintings, not about my drawings now, right? Yeah, yeah, I was going into the paintings now. Um, so light has color, 
so of course it's it's coming in a way expressed by color but and I don't feel light light is a, a very narrow way of light of color it's like a unlimited scale of colors that the way I see it here mm-hmm. at times you ch- at times you choose to leave your drawing in the same painting and other areas you'll color is there is that more to like to have the viewer look at certain things the way you want them to look at it? Or is it a decision that you're just, that part shouldn't be colored and this sh- should have color in it? In the painting? In the painting? Yeah, sometimes I'll see like some of your drawings that you'll have, like you'll see the underdrawing that's just the drawing and then areas would be full color. Like a leaf might be fully, uh, might have a, a color on it and then some other le- leaves would be just the outline of it. Ah, yes. Uh, maybe because one leaf from one area is not uh, interested, interesting me anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, so most of the time, it's not the underdrawing. It's like the drawing comes on the top of the painting. On top of it. Ah, yes. interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So you're constantly re-accessing the, the drawing, kind of the, the stages are not distinct for you. Drawing is a constant and yes, then just certain things you just choose to focus on as a drawing in terms of the materials, but then even in paintings, you're constantly going back into and, and reassessing the drawing. Yes, especially when I said at the start that uh, most of my painting, um, they, they don't have this uh, very um, um, reasonable way of growing. Like first I doing the drawing, and then I just develop and develop because it all comes together. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always all happening. Yes. Yeah. With this, with your, uh, when you were talking about your colleagues, um, is there a pretty big art scene in Israel right now? Because it seems like a lot of the paintings that are coming out of Israel have that, this kind of, you know, you would, you're saying represent uh, uh, figurative realism or something like it seems like there's a, a bunch of painters who are kind of doing not what you're doing exactly but there there's a spirit there that i think is is very interesting to you know people like us who are interested in that type of work uh, is there a, a community and a and a a support system for selling and and teaching and learning in israel well, I don't think it's so much organized. Uh, we all know about each other and we meet from time to time in openings of exhibition or in some other occasions. Like last year, we had a very nice uh, project that we were invited uh, to uh, Van Leer Institute for uh, having some uh, um, discourse about uh, uh, was cognition, art and I, I forgot the other word, uh, and it was from uh, with scientists, and then oh, wow. it was based. It was based about the figurative painters, and it was very interesting to 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 watch to see their uh, presentations um, and to share. Uh, this happens a lot, and then it was very interesting to see that in a way, uh, because if we are a very small country. Uh, we all like 
they say, okay, you are all the same, you are all figurative painters, but we know that we are very much different very from much. each other. Yeah. Uh, and then by the presentations, uh, we got very much um, uh, proved that uh, we are different from each other, but we know it, yes. Yeah. How did you argue, how, like, how did you debate that? When everybody was like, you're all the same. You're like, no, we're not. This is why we're different. The, the, <laughs> the, the brain uh, scientist, he was leading this project. And then uh, the professor, and then he said, well, I, I'm curious to know if I just uh, give the two of you the same uh, still life or portrait to paint. And then it will come the same or not. And then we said, well, of course not. <laughs> you know, we know that it can never happen. But then scientists, they can't understand it. <laughs> can't see it. It's kind of a fascinating thing. I teach uh, figure painting at the Grand Central Atelier. And uh, there'll be, you know, a dozen people around a model. And each of their paintings looks totally different to me. Probably if somebody walked in who didn't know anything, they might think they all look similar, but I can see like really wide distinctions between the different painters and also their interpretations of the models, I think are all radically different. And yet it's, they're all equally true. It's almost like they could be separate people, but they're all true of that same person. They're kind of representing different facets that the things that they choose to see. And I think that that's such an interesting kind of point that you're, you're making about, you know, everybody. I, I, I would add that about teaching and in general, I think if we were the same, then it was a failure because when I teach mm -hmm. and I, I, I find I support each one in their own interpretation, I, I think it's, I say, well, this is a good thing that you are very different and, like you said, now each one is like a, a truth for itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like we each find our own truth in the subject, and it could be the same subject, and we'll pull different things out, but they'll be equally like represent that particular subject the same. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like now that you know we? When I was thinking about your past when you were playing the flute. Um, that experience, that knowledge, that um, uh, did that influence the way you um, not only not only uh, your own work, but how you teach now? Like that experience of knowing how to do something that is technically could be hard, but also should be sort of emotionally or spiritually um, important too. Like that that the idea of like you that you were you were a musician before this. Um, I'm I'm so glad that I I have this uh, uh, another language I would say or another not verbal language, mm -hmm. uh, which I find like painting is the same, because for me it works together. Um, I can I can sit in a concert, and then. I just see the shapes and then I get ideas for a new painting uh, or I can look at the painting and then uh, hear, uh, hear some, some something, yes, yes, about uh, um, tones or some phrase, musical phrase. So, um, 
sometimes I feel like, uh, well, uh, I'm getting crazy, you know, because it's in a way it's very strange, but it's, uh, um, but I think it's just, it's the same um, path. It's the same path of language, which is not verbal. Yeah. Non-verbal language. In terms of like, I mean, with musicians, you just, you have to be practicing every day, no matter what, whether you're inspired or not, you just have to keep practicing, right? Do you, do you yes. take that, carry that over into like, do you, you know, I was just thinking that um, uh, we have a, in New York, a museum called the Hispanic Society, and they have a lot of uh, Soroya's paintings. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they also, in their storage, uh, they're not out on display, but they have loads of his sketches. And he he made a visit to New York where he actually painted murals that are in the Hispanic Society. Uh, and in the offices or in the, the storage, they have all these sketches that he made on his trip to New York. And it's every, I mean, backs of menus, everything. Like he never stopped sketching and it's funny because you look at his paintings and they're very painterly. I don't think of his paintings as, you know, very like they don't feel very drawn, but he was constantly practicing drawing. He was just sketching constantly. And uh, and actually, if you if you copy his paintings, you start to recognize how composed and how drawn they actually are. He just managed to he was so. Uh, skillful that he was able to kind of disguise the drawing and the paintings, but they're really very drawing heavy. And uh, I think it, it comes from that sketching. And I would imagine that, you know, being a musician and having practiced every day, you must, I would imagine you do a lot of sketching too. You just. This is my dream that I will be, <laughs> I will be able just for one week, uh, not to talk, not to teach, <laughs> not, not to have any duties, just a sketch, and nobody will ask anything for me. This is my dream. And, uh, you know, every year in, in Italy when I teach, now we're back after uh, COVID, uh, this is my dream, really, that uh, uh, to go to Orvieto, to the um, uh, so yeah. Yes, and everywhere, Toddy, you know, we're there. And then I, 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 I'm jealous in, with my students in them because they say, well, I wish I could read now. You know, <laughs> just sit and I, I, want, I, 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 I won't have to uh, comment anyone. Just to have this very intimate um, connection with myself in my sketchbook. That's it. Yeah. It was, I mean, that was one of the things, and I, I, I always uh, refer back to this just to try and motivate myself, but the Soroya, I mean, like, it looks like 15 minutes, you know, if he's on the phone, he's holding it and sketching like the, the horse and carriages that are lined up in Fifth Avenue in front of the hotel, or, you know, he's waiting to order food and he's sketching on the back of the menu that it just, he finds a way. And it's, I, I was reminded of that recently. I was, um, I mean, it, I have kids and uh, weekends, I don't, you know, I'm lucky if I can carve out an hour, but I can't really do much in my studio in an hour. Like I set up my palette and half the time is gone. And so, but with drawing, it feels like it's always accessible. Like if I just have a little sketchbook, I can always, you know, even if I have 15 minutes, it's something. 
Yeah, of course I have, you know, I have sketchbooks I can show you even now. I just bring to my, to the to the Zoom and show you. Uh, but I I really my dream is just to be to do it without asking for any comment and just even for myself I don't want yeah. to comment just do it yeah. but yeah. Um, seriously I don't think there is an inspiration it's like music you just to have to wake up get up and the work and yeah. then uh, if something will come uh, it will and if not maybe it will be later or in another day yeah. I've noticed that. By the way, I was like, when you were saying about your dream, I'm like, I think we can arrange that. Like a week, come on, we could do this. <laughs> Where you're just, you take the time off and you go somewhere by yourself. You take All a, three of you have kids. Oh, we leave for a week. They can take I'm care of themselves. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> you don't have money? I have two. Ah, you have. I have two little ones. So it's, it, and I agree with Ted and Ted and I, we talk all the time while we're working and we're just talking is more like it. <laughs> yeah. We can, yeah, we commiserate. And we're always just talking about it, like how little time we have and how, how time can get eaten up so quickly. And when you don't have that, I, you know, you say that, that that's your dream. I think that's all of our dreams to even get away from the easel. You know what I mean? Like get away from the work in the studio. That's something that I really don't give myself any time to do where to just leave the studio, leave that work behind and just go somewhere with no plans and not have an agenda to be like, I got to do this work. Like yeah. sometimes that's like teaching or the voice that's yelling at you in your ear. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got. I don't want any of that sometimes, a lot of times. And I just want to go there, just be like, I don't care if this is drawing ends up being anything except to just be a drawing. I don't need to have anybody see it, but it's so hard. It seems simple. <clears throat> it seems simple, but it's a very hard thing to get. I don't know if a lot of people understand that, you know? So I find that there is one place which uh, just makes me to, um, to be in this discipline, which is the horses. And now there is a new... Uh, period, you know, because the horses is like periods that I decide, okay, now I'm going to do horses. Or then it was the kangaroos for time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes uh, 2020. So your uh, horse draw your horse drawings. Those like yes. those like yeah. Because with the horses, it's like uh, the difficulty is mm -hmm. so high, and then it's just better to come with no expectation at all. And. These days, I find when I go there, it's quiet, just the horses and me. Uh, I find like, okay, I gave it to myself. Then many days I come with nothing. Mm. And it's, it's fine. No, um, there's a freedom. There's a freedom in that, you know, a beauty, a beauty and not and just going and be like, it's just what it is. No, you know, no plans. No plans. And then even more, when, when I give myself this freedom, uh, then my work here, you know, on, on the easel uh, is much better. It's much, it has much more uh, um, focused. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes my wife is like, you need to go, you need to do Tony time. You know, and I'm like, I, I, I'm, and I'm always like, yeah, that's a good idea. It's not going to happen. You know, I'm always Tony like, doesn't have time for Tony I don't time. have, I don't have time for me. 
You know, like I should though. And a lot of it is, you know, I don't know, maybe you would, but a lot of it, if you were really given that opportunity, um, it would probably be what you're, you know, the same dream as yours. I'd be like, that sounds so good. <laughs> Can we all do that? <laughs> maybe we all get together somewhere and like, you know, we could stay one place, but we go off on our own and be like, don't expect anything from me. And don't yeah. ask me to let me see what you did, you know, today. And I'm like, don't ask me. I'll show you if I want to. <laughs> the, the most difficult thing for uh, students, I find that when there is one, one class that maybe we have a new project or something. And uh, I say, okay, we just sketch today from different uh, spots. And then, okay, we all have this looking, not criticizing. I don't like to, to it's not a crit, but uh, we just observe, look. And uh, and then I say I don't say too much, and then they feel they feel uncomfortable because they they need to hear mm -hmm. something, and yeah. they can't be in the position of um, just being. Yeah, and that's what we talk about: just being with a sketchbook yeah. without any expectation. Yeah, so important. Well, that feeling of you looking over their shoulder and walking away. I know I would be like, oh, she hates it. She absolutely hates my drawing. That's what, if you don't, she would have said something good if she was going to say something yeah. good. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> That's what would go through my head, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so how do but you no. choose when you're doing a drawing like that? The botanical that's above your head looks incredible, by the way. Uh, yeah. How do you choose? How do you choose then to make a drawing as kind of a finished work? Like, is it, is it just happened? Does it evolve and become that? Or do you have a plan? Like, I'm not going to paint this. I'm going to draw this. And do you have a, a reason why? Or uh, Sometimes it's a practical decision because of life, because uh, um... I don't have so many time, so so many days to spend with, and uh, uh, but most of the time is that I find always that there is nothing more than pencil, which give me uh, like continuation of my fingers. There is no something in between yeah. the paper and uh, me. So more direct. Much more direct and. Um, uh, I would say like uh, an ultrasound, it's, it's pure. Um, and I, I need this connection very much. Did you draw when you were really little? Like, was that your first sort of introduction to art when you were um, a kid? No, I think I did just when I was 16 years old. Yeah, this, this time, yeah. Oh, really? So you kind of really just started from 16 on? That's when you were like... Is it old? 16? No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you hear like most of the people we talk, I've been drawing my whole life, you know, and I was just like. <laughs> yeah, but even when I knew you, Tony, you were just starting to like. I guess you're right. Like figure it out. Like it, to be like, I think I like this. When I met you, you were around 16 years old and I think you were just starting to get serious. I like really serious. No. Am I, do I have this wrong? No, I think in hindsight, I probably got, you're right. Now that I think about it, I probably didn't get really serious until much, much later. 
my my right. fifth grade teacher uh, a couple of years ago sent me a package of drawings that she had saved of mine from when I was in the fifth grade. So when I was 10, uh, all these like, I mean, mostly she kept like, your drawings. <laughs> them. Yeah. And she sent them. I mean, it was so thoughtful. Um, or, or creepy. It's either very, very thoughtful or no, very, very that, creepy. That's so cool. That, <laughs> that's amazing. That is so cool. That makes me jealous. Go, go oh my on. God. That's amazing. Don't let, don't, let, don't let Tony rain on this parade. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I was, I was definitely like obsessed with drawing from, you know, as far back as I can remember for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> and just always, I mean, I think I was uncomfortable around people, but I was comfortable just with a sketchbook and a pencil. Wow. I think, you know, but once you have, once you have the bug, you have either, either, either you have the bug for life or you're a hobbyist. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter if you get it at 16 or 25 yeah. or five, like either you have it and it just drags you along for the rest of your life or you just yeah. do it for a little while and stop. It's both a beautiful thing and a very unfortunate thing because sometimes that, you know, that bug that you're saying, you know, it doesn't ever leave and it's always just going to be there, which is beautiful and amazing. But it's also like, I'm not good enough. This is like, I'm always questioning myself. I'm always like uh, critiquing my own work and it should be better. So it's like, I'm like, that's the rest of my life is me always being like, <laughs> Un, you know, dissatisfied with like everything I do. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a blessing and a you know a curse. Jeff a curse. Buckley, Jeff Buckley exactly. always said I'm cursed with music, and I was like, wow, I can relate to that. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a horrible thing at the same time. <laughs> no, no, it is it is a blessing, but blessing has some uh, uh, tough um, sides. It dogs yeah. you. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: it it keeps it keeps things from getting boring. <laughs> Yeah, that constant state of like, it's not anxiety. That's not the right word, but that constant state of like wondering doesn't things don't get boring. They're always just like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like now, next, I got to move, keep moving. You know? Yeah, I mean all. that state of dissatisfaction is like what keeps people like, <laughs> a perpetual state of dissatisfaction. Yeah, like a balance between satisfaction and dissatisfaction that keeps everybody moving. Well, I have a, we have a. It, Based on this, are you ever, are you satisfied? Are you often satisfied with your work or do you feel like, because you mentioned like when the, when the piece tells you it's done, then it's yeah. done. Are That's you ever awesome. back to right. my, you, do you argue with your piece? Are you ever like, it's not done, but I I need to move <laughs> on. Um. Well, the this part of the blessing is a real suffering. Because, yeah. uh, as I said, when you asked me about uh, when do I, I decide about new drawing, and I said, well, first I have to feel that I want to do a new drawing. So this is the same. I think this is the longest part uh, of uh, this um, moment, which I don't know uh, if it's done or not. And I don't feel I'm satisfied, no. I feel that uh, the, the the paper tells me, okay, I, I can't have you anymore. Like it's pushed me. <laughs> no, it's real. And no, yeah, sometimes I, <laughs> I, I, um, I think, well, it, it's, it couldn't be. 
So then I, I come with my pencil or my brush and I say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do another thing because I must do it. I know I must. And then I come, I prepare my palette, I, I, I sharpen my pencils, and then I, I feel like I'm pushed. <laughs> and sometimes it's it could be two weeks, three weeks, you know, that I'm with this movement where, and then nothing happens. And it takes me time to realize that this, this um, uh, I would say like um, system, it's a system that I have in me, I know. I have to listen to this system. Even I don't, I, I, it's not logic. There is no logic in it. But in a way, I, I have to listen to the system, to the inner system I have. And uh, it, it, it's, not, it's not nice. It's, it's something that I suffer. I feel like I suffer. And I'm you, assuming that you're laughing. I, I'm no, laughing because we, we all we suffer. Because we it's all, like all suffering with it. We're laughing it's, because we're like, I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and it, it's something we all live with. It's, I mean, it defines our lives. It's funny yeah. when you try to describe what you just said so eloquently to people who don't do what we do. And, and not to say, you know, and like, you know, my wife or something like that. And I'm like trying to describe what you just described. And she's just looking at me like, I don't <laughs> understand. I'm like, okay, yeah. Anyway, and then I'll just change the subject. But when I talk to artists and musicians and people who do this, like this kind of suffering, this beautiful suffering that we do, it's beautiful and suffering. Yes. Um, that when I talk to them, before I even get the 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 sentence out they're like uh-huh i know exactly what you mean and it's very satisfying in that sense <laughs> that you feel like you have somebody who understands you misery loves with, company without having to describe it you know when you try to describe you it to, you were the only one who felt that way and you had nobody to commiserate with like i they would be that would be that would be depression you know that would be a depressing thing and the good thing is that i've been blessed we've all been blessed to have people around us luckily that you know, who are artists and uh, or who maybe think the same way we do and or have some sort of experience. And and it really makes you feel better. Like when you're like, I like, you know, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you know, like I really do. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, well, the thought uh, gone, but it will come later. Do you have any plans of, um, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to continue teaching you and is it something that you think you'll do for a long time? Do you think there's something at some point you, you know, will change that or is it something that you foresee yourself always like teaching the satisfaction of it? Um, I think I, I asked myself about uh, the balance and this is something that I ask myself every, every day, how much I do want to teach. I need to teach. No, I need to teach that I know that I need to teach because teaching is a way of uh, um, looking from the outside and um, let myself uh, being my student, my own student. Mm -hmm. uh, and also to give to people. I think it's a very, I, I got a gift. I have to give yeah. uh, from life. Uh, but the balance, it's an ongoing question. How much, uh, how much I have to do it for my make my living and let my painting to be free 
um, and not just pushed by a gallery or having exhibition or selling paintings. Uh, also, this is a very, very long uh, talk I had and still have with myself during the years that uh, nothing will push my paintings uh, to get to the paint, to get to the, the place that they have to, to, to get in terms of quality, which the way I see quality. And this means which that I have to teach, but the balance is a good question. And then, well, this is just a philosophy now because practical, you know, I get to my car and I go to Jerusalem and I meet people and they have a life. They, it's like full world for each one of them. And then you meet people and it's uh, the way you see somebody will have a light uh, in the eyes because uh, he knows uh, to shade with pencil or something. And then, or just this week I showed somebody that uh, um, Gauguin in, uh, in some painting in the Israel Museum, the way he put the trees and the, the, it's very dark, dark trees but they are in the middle of the painting and the, uh, the um, vertical is just in the middle of these trees. And then she opened her eyes and said, wow. So this moment of discovery that I gave her the discovery and I got the discovery with her. Uh, and then it's, uh, it just killed my philosophy because I, I know I gave something to somebody. Mm. So I, I can't deny myself from, from the humanity I have in teaching, and I think it's important. But uh, the question of balance is, uh, is always there. Yeah, for sure. What, um, what is, um, how, do I, how do I, what's the advice? Because the people who are probably listening to this right now are, are most, are, are a fair amount of them are going to be students. What's the advice you would give to a student? You know, some some basic advice as far as how to not only approach their studying, but eventually, eventually down the road, approaching their their art. What kind of advice would you give to a student? Um, keep in your mind that you are walking on a bridge. One side of the bridge is kind of uh, the rules. Uh, I would say in drawing, ge geometry, and uh, measuring, and I don't know what else. And then the other side of the bridge is poetry and emotions. And then walk on this bridge, but don't think you have to cross the bridge. Mm. Find Almost a way back, you have back and yes. forth. Yes, yes. And then listen to yourself to know on which direction you need the steps every time. I you're love not balancing that. That's perilously beautiful. in between them. You're walking in between them. Okay. I, got I, I thought you were asking Jay about what is uh, uh, under the bridge? Un yeah, well, what yeah, is under I, the bridge? I, I kind of am asking. <laughs> it's all water know. under the bridge. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, but but I feel like I'm on the bridge, and yeah. I, I I I feel myself on the bridge, um, uh, and this movement of walking back and forth is uh, very strong. Yeah. 
That's such great advice. I love that's that. That's a great advice. That's yeah, a really cool way of putting it too. That's yeah. such a great way to end. Yeah. Well, thank you. thank you so much. That was very inspiring. And and what a, what a wonderful, fun conversation that, that was for us. Thank you so yeah, much for it's taking also, the time. It's been great to get to know you and, and to get to know your work. I hope to see it in person at, at some point. Uh, digital reproductions don't, I'm sure, do it mm. justice. But it's, it's been great even in that capacity, getting to, getting to know your work. It's really beautiful. Well, I'm sure that if we dream now for a one week with sketchbooks somewhere, <laughs> then we go to the next dream. We're going to figure out how to make this happen. We <laughs> have to make that happen. Okay, we have we to get together. Get, maybe, Let's maybe. meet in uh, Orvieto. Are you, Jay, are you bring you a guitar. Same, are, you, are you from the same place in the U.S.? Roughly, oh, yeah. yeah. We all grew up in New York. We all grew up in New York, but I'm I'm in Texas right now. Uh, the, uh, Ted's in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn and, and Jay's in Queens. Oh, ah, they're in New York. Got a lot of the Fabrizios, the goldfinch. Uh, oh yeah, I love yeah. the goldfinches. Yeah, I have a couple of um, specimens that were uh, uh, I just borrowed from one of our ex students that are just so beautiful. I can't wait to paint them, but I'm waiting because I'm I have to finish up some work and then I'm going to start all new painting. So I'm very excited. So honestly, this conversation was perfectly timed because I feel like it was a very, um, um, you know, it wasn't we were talking more about the spirit of what we're doing, uh, you know, and that's what I got from it and it's inspiring. So uh, I can't wait to sort of jump into new 2023 with doing all brand new paintings and having maybe, you know, my own ideas that I'm str not struggling, but thinking about a lot. That's very different from anything I've done in the past. Wow. So this conversation was perfectly timed. So I, I thank you a lot for that. It was inspiring for me. Well, we're all blessed by the art to have this communication now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming um, and coming on. Uh, I'm, I, like Ted said, I hope we, re I would really look forward to seeing your work in person one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great meeting you. And thanks to Tammy Beldu for uh, helping organize this and UNC Asheville campus for, uh, for sponsoring it. And I guess we'll have to record the intro at the, at the very end. Yeah, yes that's good <laughs> yeah. very good thank you so yes. much thank you very much thank, thank you. you all right we'll see you bye 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 bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.